Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And I'm guessing we're all about to order some new furniture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was uh, already got, ordered. Uh, everybody got a, a I, new couch this year for Pride. We didn't, we didn't repeal any of those, that legislation that is limiting to queer people, but we got couches. <laughs> Ikea couches. Uh, on, a, on a side note, before we get into these magnificent queer couches, um, I will say, though, in West Virginia, I think that the... Um, terribly discriminatory transgender athlete ban will not will not stand and will be overturned i agree and uh well that's good they will let becky run yes. I, I i believe that is the direction we're headed because it you know because it was unconstitutional it was bad in the first place violates title nine and is also like a piece of crap law but yeah. anyway that's a good note so ikea couches oh my god <laughs> um taylor i'm very jealous of the trans couch i think they're very cute i like them both i mean i think they're all cool don't get me wrong i don't think there's a single one of them that i don't think is fascinating (laughs) yes yes. i I think as far as what i might put in my house that cute little cloud couch absolutely Uh yeah Uh, i think the pansexual couch is really cute she's a little modern design moment um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i i thought um so the so ikea released a line of queer couches by the way, mm-hmm. I but you can't. Can you buy no, them? They're not. They were just like they they paired. I think a designer and an artist or a writer or something for each one. Somebody in the okay. community, and they had them work together to design one these unique couches. So they are not for sale. Which okay. I I don't think most of these are practical couches. I mean, I think I think that yeah. there are several that would work quite well as couches. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like they would could, work as couches. They look love comfy seats. and you could sit on them. Yeah. Or love seats. Yes. Oh, yes, that's true. Love, love seats. seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I really like the okay. gender fluid one, I think, was the color like, palette and design style that I like the best. Um, but a lot of people have been uh, talking about the bisexual couch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> saying the bisexual couch. I, that's. <laughs> I, I. There's. <laughs> there's so much to unpack. About that couch. Uh-huh. First is that if you just look at half of it, it just says nobody believes you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I can't. I just can't stop looking at. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate that 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 is the way it could be interpreted. Because I certainly don't yes. think that is what the artist intended. No. The artist is bisexual. And he yes. said it was a line he wrote uh, in a poem when he was in high school about the erasure he faced. Because the, the other, other one says, says, when you say and instead of or. Right. Then nobody and. believes yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it says. Yes. Um, I think that the other thing is the inclusion of the arms on the couch and the hands. Like that. Well, the so couches have arms. I know what you what you're thinking, but like they have like human arms literal, on top of the arms, like three D bubblegum pink. They they yeah. look like shiny, maybe some sort of latex or plastic. <laughs> yes, arms that go on top of the arms, and then little hands that are reaching around the side of the couch which is just horrifying <laughs> it's a little scary um i it, <laughs> look i you know i, I want to say that this is all in good fun that we bring it up uh you know I, ultimately I, from from where i'm sitting uh i i love it it's horrifying and i love it <laughs> it's spooky it's weird i want it in my living room i wish i could buy it 
Um, that it does. I mean that that part of it specifically does sort of suit you, Tay. Oh yeah. Like, no, it's like all the hands and the arms reaching out like from a couch. A little bit Suspiria. It's a little bit Junji Ito. It's a little bit Lady Gaga. I don't know. I like it though. <laughs> the only thing I wish, and like I I saw the artist on Twitter saying like all the jokes about it are in good fun. It's gotten lots of positive feedback. I don't mm-hmm. mind. You know, he's not offended. He's been retweeting lots of the memes about them. Um. And I understand the message and I can relate to the message of it. But all the other ones feel like like a pretty celebration, you know, of like your identity. Right. This one feels like, do you remember how much it can suck to tell people you're bisexual? Think about it. I, but You know see, what I mean? Like valid. all the other ones feel like a celebration. And this one is the only one that feels like this is what's hard. I agree. Yes. I agree with you. But I will say that... As an aggressive, angry bisexual, <laughs> I feel represented. I feel seen. See, I just want something soft and pretty. <laughs> so is this is this you in couch form? This is me as if, if, if I was a couch. This, I also have um, 500 hands. A lot of people don't know that about me. Um, <laughs> Because I, I only, I'm only on podcasts, so you can't see me. But I, at this moment, I have 500 hands reaching out of my body in the colors of the bisexual flag. Right, That's, as most doctors do. Yeah, hmm. I, I, I like that the artist came out to address the confusion over the phrasing, and I think that's valid. No comment yeah. on the hands. No comment. No comment like, on the but hands. I, no. That's what I need to understand. <laughs> Please, I just want to know. <laughs> what? I mean, because the thing is, like, this couch upset Ben Shapiro. And one. <laughs> right, right. Yes, like if that's if what matters. I could if I was <laughs> if I was a couch, <laughs> I would want to upset Ben Shapiro. As a human, one of my goals in life is if I can do something to upset Ben Shapiro, I will feel really good about yeah. like what I did on this earth. Like that good. I think that good. that's the that's like the bar for making good art right now. Like if it makes Ben Shapiro mad, you made something good. You made a good song, you made a cool couch. Mm-hmm. Like. And it was To the point where he even said, forget about the politics of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just just so mad at this bisexual couch. He called it unthinkably fugly. Famously aesthetic uh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Famously stylish. Well, he's a craftsman, you see. He once went to Home Depot, (laughs) bought a single piece of wood, wood. put it inside a plastic bag, and walked outside of Home Depot and took a picture of himself with it. So go home, make a. He's a craftsman. Make a homophobic couch with that. It's just one sad plank of wood (laughs) with with his one sad piece of wood. Um, (laughs) You know, you can't even buy pieces of wood of that. Like, did he have it cut anyway? That was what Jess and I kept going on about. Like, did he have it cut to that length? He had to have asked for a bag for it. Could you could you cut it to the length where I could fit it in a bag and then put it in a bag? And some some poor person who works at Home Depot had to do that for him. For Ben Shapiro. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't know. I also want to say, I don't know if this is some sort of Rorschach test that I have passed, failed, or whatever it said about me. But when I looked at the asexual couch... I saw a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. I also so. did. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know what that um, says about me. Yeah. This is not a statement that I disliked it. I'm just saying that I looked at the the colorful sort of it looks Blob. like it must be textural like furry part mm-hmm. of it and I thought that reminds me somewhat of a vagina. See, I saw a lot of people saying it looks like a geode, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe oh. it is the worst oh. check test. <laughs> 
Well, okay. Well, I failed. No. Or passed. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. One way or the other, it said something definitively that I did not see. G- I, now that you say that, I could see, I could G- see that. Now, but yeah. my first thought was that reminds me of a vagina. <laughs> I, I, so. I do. I think the the progress couch, the one with all the beautiful flowers, mm-hmm. uh, you could not sit on that thing, but it is gorgeous. <laughs> I do love that. It is gorgeous. All the rainbow uh, flowers across it. Yeah. I do love that. See, I think I relate most to that that couch because it's, uh, it's so pretty and aesthetic. Do not sit on me. I will stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get Charlie to weigh in on some of these couches. She's just going to like the, the trans one. She will like the trans yeah. one best. Well, I don't know. She She would appreciate a couch that you cannot sit on but only look at, too, like the flower couch. Like, she would... Charlie would get that. How do you think she'd feel about the hands? Oh, well, it might. She might be scared, and then that would be the new thing she's scared of this week, right? I mean, they are pink. That's mm-hmm. true, but that would be. I mean, it scared me a little. I bit. think more furniture yeah. needs to have disembodied hands as a designing aesthetic. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, considered this is just a just want a chair with some hands that just you know just coming just up and around can hold them so you don't feel alone and you're void of life oh, oh. well that got sad oh. uh you know what didn't scare my kids <laughs> fern gully there you go also How'd has a there? hand motif at the beginning <laughs> this is true there's a whole hand thing fern gully on. scared me existentially did it scare you yes because i was like oh oh the word the world is is even more like this now Oh, no. This is true. Um, 1992 animated classic film, Fern Gully, about the last rainforest um, and its fairy protectors and the evil humans who are trying to destroy it. And Tim Curry. Yes. And Tim Curry. Um, before I get into this movie, did you? this was your first viewing. Yes, it was oh, mine. Wow. I had never seen this before. Yes. Not that I remember anyways. It may have been one of those things that we had anyways and mom turned on at some point but i didn't remember it did you enjoy it yeah um i did again it just gave me like a little bit of an existential crisis it's like oh no the world no the environment no okay. the music is pretty good music is pretty good music is good uh i like the story it made mm-hmm. me a little bit sad at the end i teared up but i liked it it i uh well i'll get i'll get to that i, won't, I don't want to spoil it yet um, I, as I was watching it with Charlie and Cooper, I got a little nervous because like the general idea is you have this little fairy Krista and her fairy friends and they protect the forest. She accidentally shrinks Zach, a human down to her fairy size. And he was secretly part of a team that was destroying the rainforest mm-hmm. and he doesn't want her to know. And, uh, then they release the humans release the evil God Hexus. Tim mm-hmm. Curry. Tim, Tim Curry. Curry, the evil god Tim Curry, yes. the evil god Tim Curry Hexus, who is made out of oil and smoke and is going to destroy Fern Gully um, at, in, in retro, sort of like in for revenge because the fairies locked him in a tree centuries ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I will say that I was a little nervous that Charlie and Cooper would be scared of the oily smoke monster. Mm. He is pretty scary. Hexus. Yeah. Uh, not only were they not scared of him, Charlie said as he was singing his song "Toxic Love," is he gonna die? Because I really like this song, oh. so I kind of don't want him to. 
<laughs> I think that is the magic of Tim Curry. He can play yes. any character, and it's it's not even like an attraction thing. It's just like that is just that needs to be preserved. He needs to be preserved yes. at all costs, in all forms. Evil Tim Curry, Satan Tim Curry, good Tim Curry, all good Tim Curry. They they loved both of them. Just totally enchanted by this horrible interesting pollution monster i would have expected that from cooper yeah. not from charlie both of them obsessed right. with the pollution monster worried about him at the end is he okay he's locked in another tree <laughs> spoiler he gets locked spoiler in another alert tree. um they do save fern gully the last rainforest yes uh but there's so much work to be done i was impressed with so tim curry is in this movie christian slater is in this that's movie. what i was gonna say yes mm-hmm. um Robin Williams. Those are the only two I knew. Robin Williams. This is Robin oh, Williams' is first uh, animated oh. voice role. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Genie. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Barely pre-Genie, but yes, pre-Genie. Yeah. D- Disney actually tried to kind of interfere with him being in this movie because they didn't want him to be two recognizable like animated characters in the same year, but he refused mm-hmm. to leave the project. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting... Um, I was trying to read, I, I found myself wondering about Ferngully, why it was like this, it held this special place in my heart and in my like childhood. And then like, did anybody else ever watch this? <laughs> Is this Was this a big thing or was it just a weird us thing? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm learning things are just weird yeah, us things. Sure. Uh, and it was a big like battle when they started these Australian animators who started making this movie. And then they sort of like went and, stole some animators from disney in the process drama like some young up-and-coming really great animators they kind of took to work on their project and disney was really mad about it and was yeah i don't know if that was why it was sort of this sort of like quiet cult favorite as opposed to this big hit and i mean the other thing is like aladdin came out later that same year sure which was you know gigantic um but uh, the the animator who designed Hexus, the monster, the smoke monster person, is the same one who designed Ursula for Disney's Little Mermaid. I can see that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Cause I, that, I actually found myself Googling, like, what's the deal with Fern Gully? And now I'm wishing Ursula would have been played by Tim well, Curry. I, 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 that would be cool. Now I want to know cool. about that animator, because Ursula was partially inspired by Divine. Um, yes. And... If you've got inspiration from Divine and you understand the magic of Tim Curry, I'm like, this animator knew what was up. <laughs> He's got <Yeah>. good, <laughs> good taste. Uh, I'll have to look her up. Um, the animator who was... Interesting. Look them up. Well, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that's it out. But anyway. Yeah, that, that was what I had read. Because I was reading... I found an article titled, like, Why Was Disney Annoyed with Fern Gully? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. Why were they? Um, but anyway, so uh, I think that there was like a generation of us who, for whatever reason, saw Fern Gully and took it to heart mm-hmm. and felt like this sort of like, oh, my gosh, I'm very scared now. We're destroying the planet and we must stop it. And then I guess not enough of us did anything about it is what I'm getting to. Or not enough people saw Fern Gully. Well, now, now, Sid, you did make us stop flushing the toilet when we peed for a while. So that's, you did, you did what you could. <laughs> I, I did do that. Save a flush. Have your kids become like little um, environment 
warriors now? Eco warriors. Eco warriors. That's what they call themselves. Yes. Charlie specifically. I mean, Cooper still doesn't quite get it, but um, that I mean that was why we started recycling and composting regularly. It was Charlie had heard about it from a video and asked why, because we used when we moved we had stopped recycling just because uh, they stopped picking it up here, mm. and anyway yeah. we had to get a fob and it was lazy. I apologize to planet Earth. Anyway, we recycle now. <laughs> to um, Fern Gully. Yes, because Charlie was like, you guys aren't doing enough to save the planet. And we were like, you're right. You're right. So, now, yes. So she's really into it. So she helps us take the recycling regularly and the composting is gross. So she won't help with that. But I'm going to tell her she doesn't have to flush after she pees. Yeah, she um she never flushes after anything. Oh, okay. So she's already all over that. She's unintentionally doing that already. <laughs> cool, cool. It's it's very upsetting for the rest of us who live in the house with her. But <laughs> no, but we've we've talked about that and about like just the general idea of um, uh, conspicuous consumption and waste, mm-hmm. I mean, right? Because like a lot of it these days isn't like um, pollution in the form of oil and smoke and smog and stuff like the, on an individual level that's not right. what you're worried about it's like how many more microplastics do we want to be responsible mm-hmm. for you know unleashing on the environment mm-hmm. so we talk a lot about that yeah um i was surprised i had never i was not even i don't think peripherally aware of this movie that's so weird yeah i don't know if this is just like a generational thing that it wasn't one of those movies that held on for for the future generations i don't know if it was the magic of disney they were like we got to cover up this <laughs> the this, magic you know. of disney yes <laughs> to make <laughs> other animated movies disappear yes we have to make any other non-disney animated movie fade from existence uh-huh. um, hey pals you don't want to watch that rainforest movie <laughs> that sounds like a bummer we've got a big blue genie how <laughs> <Ow>, mickey <laughs> uh, thanks mickey um, nice of you to stop by. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was not even vaguely aware of its existence until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. That is, that, I can't, that is wild to me because Taylor, how many times did we watch this I was going to say, especially like every line of baddies I remember quoting, like, like that was just part of our our vocabulary as as kids just you know i have but one claw mm-hmm. but beware price check on prune yep. juice bob price check on prune juice like that's just <laughs> how we communicated for i don't know years I, I used to think the line tails humans don't have tails they have, big, they have big, bottoms big, big bottoms that they bottoms wear with, with bad shorts and they walk around going hi helen <laughs> hi helen that that to me was like peak comedy like i thought nothing will ever be funnier than that observational humor about humans yeah well, you know and that's like like there are a lot of i i think you know i mean there were attractive animated characters in this movie there are beautiful fairy people zach is very cool but i watching it again i'm like i, I was obsessed with baddie baddie me was, too he was creepy but he was also sweet and he was funny and you know, the original role for, that Robin Williams took was like eight minutes of recorded dialogue, but he ad-libbed so much that they animated sure. a bunch more scenes and expanded the role of Batty because there was just so much good stuff. Well, I mean, it makes sense because it, it he really like as a kid, I mean, as an adult, I don't necessarily find now it's a lot more nostalgia. Yeah. But as a kid, like that's what kids 
look for in those sort of movies and remember, Mm -hmm. you know, like my my children love the Frozen movies and they, you know, want to be the princesses and they like the stories. But Olaf is what they were obsessed with and thought was hilarious and wanted to see more of Mm -hmm. um, because Olaf is funny. And that was Batty. Well, but, you know, but also like that song he sings about being tested on is terrifying. Like they did not pull any punches with the lyrics of that song. And I don't think I understood as a kid exactly what was happening. It's funny because as I was watching it, I was like, I don't know that it ever registered this bat was being tortured in a lab. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now, th- and that's what he's singing about in this. I don't know that it fully, because yeah. I don't think my kids fully got that as they were watching it. They were like, oh, he's weird. He's wacky. But I don't know that it, they fully understood. Like, this is a commentary on animal testing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It's dark. Yeah. Uh, super dark. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that it registered when he sang that awful song about it. It almost made me glad I hadn't remembered seeing this as a child because I feel like it's one of those movies that you watch as a kid and you know, like, oh, this is about the environment. But then you rewatch as an adult and you're like, oh, this is terrifying. Like mm-hmm. the, the message of this movie, not like anything about the aesthetics or like anything. It's not scary, but just like thinking about, oh, this is terrifying. Yes. Um, I, I'm glad I didn't have to have that realization that I, I watched that as a child. I'm glad I was experiencing it for the first time as an adult where I could take some pauses and be like, okay. Let's think about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> um, I want to talk more about some of the aesthetics <laughs> of the movie and the and the fairy people. Um, but before I do that, let's check the group message. Uh, I want to tell you both about Ruby Coffee this week. Um, I'm really excited. Still buffering is supported in part by Ruby Coffee. Ruby Coffee Roasters is a small coffee roasting company. They are based in central Wisconsin, specifically Nelsonville, Wisconsin, population 191. I like that accuracy. I like that, like, precision. Right. 191. And they have the goal of making amazing quality coffee approachable to all. Uh, We have had the opportunity to try Ruby Coffee, and I can tell you that, yes, it is amazing quality coffee. It's delicious, and it's easy. They have a lot of – it's not just, like – one form of coffee let me say um because you have two different so they have a steeped option with two different coffee blends and this comes in like a single serve individually packed coffee filter bag it's like a tea bag basically but it's for coffee which is great for us because sometimes i have an early morning and i'm getting out the door earlier than justin and so i don't necessarily want to brew a whole pot of coffee Mm -hmm. so that's perfect that i can just add some hot water let it steep for five minutes and i got a cup of coffee And I didn't have to go through the trouble of, you know, grinding the beans and making a whole pot of coffee necessarily. Um, And you can get a subscription so that you can order freshly roasted beans if that's what you want to do or order the bags whenever you'd like um, without a subscription. Whatever you want to do, Ruby Coffee has you covered. So the convenience, the quality, the taste, it's all there. Um, And it's designed around complex, dynamic coffees uh, and making sure that our roasting profiles make these coffees easy to brew and enjoy and and like i said i can't i can't say enough about i had never seen that sort of like coffee bag instead of tea bag option um so it's not just the quality of the coffee it's that sort of convenience of having something great that is like instant coffee but better Mm -hmm. than instant coffee uh that you can have right there in the morning and get you going so 
Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Ruby Coffee, what should they well, do? Well, you should go to rubycoffeeroasters.com and use code BUFFERING to get 20% off your first shipment of any subscription or 15% off of a one-time coffee purchase. It's rubycoffeeroasters.com. So uh, the other thing that I realized as I was rewatching this movie um, is like I used to be obsessed with just the whole thing of Krista and Pips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Those two. I never understood and I still don't to this day how how the human who gets shrunk down to fairy size Zach comes into the picture. With while we've got Krista and Pips flying around in their little loincloths, <laughs> that that still confuses oh, like, me. Like, why, why does he get sort of the romantic lead situation? Yeah, I mean, yes, we have Pips, that redheaded fairy, in his loincloth um, with his sexy armbands, voiced by Christian, and he Slater. leads like a beetle gang. Like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those things that didn't seem inherently queer when you were young. But mm-hmm. looking back, you're like, okay, now, hold on. I get it. <laughs> Maybe uh, I enjoyed this because this reason. Well, I mean, like looking at Krista the fairy, a lot became yes. clear. Like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. I always thought that she looked like, um, uh, oh gosh, Faroosia Bulk in the craft. Like, her hair and her mm. like big blue eyes and mm-hmm. smile like the animation looks like yeah. animated Faroosia Bulk who I always found incredibly attractive yeah, yeah. I, I can see that um, and I didn't understand like as an adult it registers a lot more like Zach is such an offensive human initially like he's helping destroy the yeah. rainforest well he is and he's kind of arrogant and like he has this sort of like um I thought, I don't know if I was reading into it too much, but here he is a human coming into this established, like, populated place with not humans, fairies, who live there and have a whole way of life or whatever. And he's, like, just determined to introduce all his human ways into this and, like, show them, like, you don't know this stuff? This is so cool. Let me teach you my cool human slang. Let me show you my cool lighter. Let me pull out my switchblade at one point, by the way. Yeah. 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 And let me impress you all with my human Walkman. And it felt like very colonizer. That, yeah. You know? Yeah. To me. Yeah. Like, I hadn't really hey, thought about that until they, you just went through all that. Like, they have right. magic. They can make plants grow, dude. They're so much better than anything you have to offer. You've got a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it only plays Land of Thousand Dances, which is a great song, but how many times can you listen to it, right. really? Um. But I I did notice, like, by the end of the movie, and again, this is not something I would have picked up on as a kid, all this stuff that he's showing Krista, and and she's like, this is amazing. Humans are amazing. I'm so in awe of this human and his weird human words, like, tubular and bodacious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the end of the movie, she's like, yeah, I'm kind of over that. Um, Yeah. You were you were kind of you destroyed the rainforest and then lied to me about it, which is like the worst thing you can do when you're trying to start a new relationship is destroy the rainforest and lie about and it. And lie about it. 
Um, so it's it's nice that it, it gets turned around at the end and she realizes when he's like, you know, I should really go back to the human world. She's like, you yeah. definitely should. Yeah, you probably Here, you take probably this should. seed right. and leave. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that's even worse than just a I pen. Know, right? I gave her my heart. She gave me a pen. I gave her my heart. She gave me a seat. There's that moment where it's like, I wish I could stay. And everyone's like, ah, well, no, you should go. (laughs) You should go. You should probably go. We understand. I mean, even the input, like his impulse to carve her name in a tree. I don't know. Did you forget everything we just talked about? (laughs) Everything we've learned. (laughs) The part where he does it, he sounds, that when he started doing that, I knew exactly. I mean, I, gosh, I've seen this movie so many times. And even when he's explaining what he's doing, he sounds so dumb. He's like, "See right here, C R Y S." It's like, yeah, I know you. You're spelling her name, but like, <laughs> um, humans are yeah. so dumb. Yeah, I I think I am shocked at the fact that a movie can with this topic this subject matter was made when it was made it does not seem like the kind of thing that would have been made into like a pretty i don't want to say mainstream it wasn't disney but i mean you had like pretty big name Mm -hmm. actors in there yeah um turned into an animated movie for kids at this point in time Mm -hmm. samantha mathis is a big name too Mm -hmm. especially at that time period for um for krista Mm -hmm. that's who voiced Mm -hmm. krista tone loke was in there as the whatever that lizard was Mm mm-hmm did you see who had a partial writing credit on the lizard song no jimmy buffett i did really <laughs> i looked at the soundtrack info and yeah he was one of the writers oh, of that the next time i talk to jimmy buffett this is the first oh thing i'm asking him is i need to know everything about your involvement with fern gully and i need remember? to know it now because <laughs> oh, it's a very eclectic soundtrack it's all over the place but it just yeah. there's one song credit to uh, jimmy buffett yeah. I have got to know everything about that. <laughs> everything wow. about that experience. Well, no and Cheech and Chong were two of the Beatle people. Voices. Yes. Very odd little, I don't know. I guess this is when you had smaller studios doing things. It was like, you know what would be cool? Let's see what they're doing. Call them up. <laughs> Call Cheech and Chong. Um, that and that one song is Raffi, isn't it? Uh, the, the forest song. The forest yes. is breathing whatever ferns are rejoicing (laughs) that was what always stuck with me ferns are rejoicing it's a good mental picture isn't it like yay (laughs) we're rejoicing (laughs) so happy there's always like i mean the music is all over the place but it's so good and it's always like kind of softly in the background even when there's not a focal point of the song Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful i mean it's a like the the whole visuals in the not just the characters but in the backgrounds of all mm-hmm. the scenes are just are just gorgeous to look at which i mean makes sense it's supposed to be set in a beautiful untouched tropical rainforest mm-hmm. so oh that scene where they're jumping in the puddles like in the weird underground grotto and mm-hmm. the puddles are changing colors yeah that, that scene i was always like just fascinated by as a kid um i yeah i used to be too I that, even, like, that scene stuck with me and and like uh Maggie's dress mm-hmm. the three-tiered flower dress I always mm-hmm. loved her design I thought she was the the, the coolest old lady <laughs> that uh that dress I wanted so much when I was younger yeah um Charlie immediately echoed that sentiment of course yes yeah, wanted that that's dress what I was gonna ask 
Um, but then I, I will say I had forgotten sort of what happens there to Maggie. Oh, that um, she yeah. has that to she kind sacri- of evaporate into the universe. Sacrifices herself a little bit. <laughs> I had forgotten that that was coming. Um, and like we're at that part where she, she kind of, so Maggie's like the older fairy who has all the secrets to like how to, to creation basically. Yeah. Um, and she's passing along this knowledge to Krista throughout the film and then very like literally passes along her magic by I mean I don't know that dying is the right word I think she returns to the earth yeah I mean she just sort of like poofs <laughs> into sparkles yeah it's, it's fairy <laughs> she, magic they they seem to have a better relationship with death than, than we do you know <laughs> she just kind of poofs um, I mean she does she kind of well but that's so after that happened and i'm watching it and i was like oh no oh no i forgot and then it happened and charlie went where did maggie go i went she um she was transferring all of her energy and magic into the into krista and the tree to save the fairies and she went "Uh uh-huh where'd she go Uh, she's those sparkles all around them. But where did she go? I don't know, honey. I can't answer that question. It's bigger than me. It's fairy magic. <laughs> That's what I just kept saying. Well, she turned into magic. It's like in her name. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's mm-hmm. what she just became. I, I don't know. I didn't I, I mean, like, I didn't know how to... I, I know I was just sort of, like, sidestepping it. And then finally she went, you told me nobody died in this. Aww. I said, I, I'm going to be straight up. I really forgot this happened. <laughs> um, and I'm very sorry about that. And At least it was a pretty, pretty death. She was okay. Like, it was, I think she was more like trying to pin me on like, you told me nobody died and now somebody mm. just died. And that was totally a lie. And I'm right. not so much like I'm upset. Yeah. Well, but th- she does have that, you know, beautiful little speech about, like, a part of me will always be with you. Because her magic is living on and back in. Like, I think the fairies are t- more chill about, like, you know, oh, we come from the earth. We go back to the earth. We turn into magic, energy, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just a, <laughs> it's a big concept for a child. But, you know, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I think she, I don't think she was, like, dying. I think no. she was changing form. Into um, sparkles. That was That's sparkles. what... It, Yeah, which is what I kept saying, but I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to be coy about it. Like, yes, I mean, she is gone. Mm -hmm. She is no longer there (laughs) with them. I like that the the gentle, like, turning of the old fairy into sparkles is more disturbing than, like, Krista throwing herself into the flaming maw of the the skull of Hexus. (laughs) Like, that's a pretty intense scene. It's funny because I worried in that moment, I was like, I'm going to have to reassure them that Krista isn't dead. Neither of them were worried at all. I think, well, I think it's just that you've seen enough of these, like, as a kid, you're used to this idea, like, this is a cartoon, there are fairies, there was funny, there's a funny bat, there's music, this fairy did not just die. Like, I I feel like that on some level they knew that because they were not worried. When she popped out of that flower, they were like, "Mm mm-hmm, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Like, obviously she's not dead. Right. Um, That was both of their favorite parts. When she popped out of the flower? Yes, I I remember that from from being a kid, like that moment when she and when she walks down and she's followed by the trail of flowers, and you understand mm-hmm. that now she has Maggie's magic. Yes. Oh, I always love that moment. I always love that too. Yeah, 
Yeah, that generally the Maggie moves around and flowers follow her, and then Krista has that at the end. I loved that mm-hmm. detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Zach goes off to like tell to warn the human world about how we're what we're doing is bad. Yeah, I know we're destroying rainforests, but you won't believe this. He's the first human <laughs> to say that, I guess. Um, yeah, I think at the, as a kid, I had a bit more of an optimistic hope of, of the kind of sway that this teenager <laughs> could have over the rest of the world. I mean, he's a white man, so. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so he will be listened to more. Um, but yeah, I, I remember thinking like, thank goodness, now Zach's going to go tell everybody and we'll all be fine. Um, and then they have that <laughs> they have that thing at the end where they're like, for our children and our children's children. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I was like, I remember that. And then I had this moment like, crap. My, <laughs> my, our parents showed this to us. And now I'm sitting here with their children's children, my children, watching it. And things aren't any better. They're <laughs> well, actually I w- worse. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it was the same temperature in New York this week as it was Phoenix, Arizona. I think things are getting bad. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I saw that and I was like, that it's such an ominous thing to put at the end of a movie that you're watching in 2021 that was originally made in 1992. And like, yep, here are your children's children. Did anything get better? Nope. Nope. What did you do for your children's children? Well, if only more people had seen Fern Gully, (laughs) I blame the mouse. Yeah, I mean. I, that's what I was going to say. Maybe there were a few months in there where everyone was like, oh, guys, we got we to gotta do something about this. And then Disney was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Here you go. Um, don't worry about the environment. Aladdin is great, though. I, I mean, mean, Aladdin is great, yeah, it's, it's but not it doesn't, strongly... doesn't necessarily have any, Yeah. It doesn't have a message that's going to save the world in it. Yeah, I don't think, it, I don't think Aladdin is an anti-environment film, but I don't think it's a pro-environment <laughs> film. Like, I think yeah. it's just sort of neutral on Well, I think stance. that's every Disney movie, right? <laughs> they have to be, like, neutral in every aspect. Uh, there's got to be some Disney movie that made a vague sort of nod towards environmentalism. Mm. Mm. Something? Was a troll Anything? in Central Park Disney? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I guess... Frozen? Is is that supposed to be in Pocahontas? Sort of? uh, I mean, they kind of... They they mess up that story real good, though. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... This is not a defense of Pocahontas. I'm, I'm simply saying perhaps part of the message was supposed to be that the earth is good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe part of the problem is the generation of people that grew up watching Fern Gully then grew up and realized there aren't, there maybe aren't actually fairies in the forest. Mm. So, mm. so we lost interest in saving it. So you it. lost interest in saving it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we are forgetting Wally. I'm... Oh, Wally. Yes. There we go. Super environmental. Well, see Pixar. Well, that's right? Disney Pixar. Well, that's yes, what they were still. But I feel like, Pixar Pixar goes there more. That's and true. Pixar did up. So is Pic- is Pixar like Disney's conscience? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Jiminy Cricket wasn't cutting it, so they yeah. fired him and hired Pixar. <laughs> and Pixar did up, and up made everyone cry within the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Got death in there. 
I've never watched it since because I can't I can't ever rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. I can't I've seen it. I know what it is. It's in my head for I have to live with that forever. Yeah. Uh, can't watch that again. Well, you're uh, right. Wally did. Yeah. Yeah. R- Ratatouille about animals. <laughs> you should let rats cook in our kitchens because they have <laughs> skills. Uh, let rats cook <laughs> let rats cook once rats cook nature will start to heal just saying just, I don't know it Shit. is written that once the rats are allowed in the kitchen that rat had a really good palate well no, I, yes. do, I do think that at some point Disney acquired Ferngully because there was like a merger there where it bought like a part of Fox or something. So I think now Ferngully is technically owned by Disney. Oh. It is? I think so. Where's that sweet, sweet Ferngully merch? I know, right? They pushed it out of the nation's conscience. I, wa- conscious. I was immediately curious if people had cosplayed a lot of Ferngully out there in the world. And so I had to look it up. And there were a lot of really excellent Ferngully cosplayers mm-hmm. <laughs> are on the internet. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That would be my whole day. I saw if I saw people cosplaying as Krista and Pips at a con, that yeah. would be like the rest of the day for me. <laughs> you know, it it didn't have great reviews when I was looking at it. Really? I was looking it up, looking at it like the the Rotten Tomatoes and all that kind of stuff. wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I was surprised. Huh? Is this Disney? Are they doing this? I don't know. I this mean, conspiracy. I think like a, a like whether or not you we're, we're gonna consider get yourself big mouth eco warrior. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Maybe I should stop. I well, whether or not you consider yourself an eco warrior, um, I think it's like it's beautiful. It's funny. Yeah. It's got good music. It's not too long. It's like which, an hour. As a as <laughs> as a grown up who has to watch a lot of movies that are really aimed at children, um, I. I appreciate when they're not super long mm-hmm. and my kids like them better. So like, I feel like it ticks all the boxes. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Oh, I would have enjoyed this you know? as a kid, even without yeah. the whole message and understanding all that. I, I just would have liked this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why it would get bad reviews. It's an influential movie too. I feel like there's a lot of movies that came after it that have moments that feel inspired by it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that the the lizard song reminded me of the uh, the shiny song in Moana. Moana yeah, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. It's very much one of those like spotlight moments that just kind of like okay, now we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely has that feel. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if Lynn was partially inspired by Fern Gully. Well, by Fern Gully by the song that Tone Loke performed that was co-written or completely written co-written, by Jimmy co-written. Buffett. They were co-written, co-written by Jimmy Buffett. From Fern Gully. It's all connected. Fern Gully's everywhere. Wait, it's all coming together. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Let me get out my red, my red string. <laughs> it's all, where, where does Taylor Swift come in? She's in there somewhere. <laughs> she's she's in the reboot. There was a yeah. sequel. I have not seen it. I did not want to see it. <laughs> that, you know, I felt the same way. Yeah. I'd, I saw there was a sequel. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's a perfect little bite. It is exactly what it needs to be. It is not... I mean, I, I feel like that editing, you can feel the restraint. There is not one extra scene or song or line or moment that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what they need. They tell the story. They put it all out there. It's beautiful. It's done. And I think so often, especially like in movies that are aimed at kids or shows that are aimed at kids, there's just a bunch of like nonsense in there that they think kids want. Yeah. And this isn't like that. Yeah. 
it's just exactly what it needs to be and then it's over and that's beautiful yeah i think it's interesting that everybody but the main characters has songs yeah, that's yeah I thought about you get that. a lot of like side characters that have cool songs, but the Krista and Zach never sing. No, they just sort of like float around to that one song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they dance to "Land of a Thousand Dances." I love the way they animate Krista's dancing because, like, at I first she's sort of like fairy, like you know, ooh, like, but then she's just like like rocking out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when she's like when she's like sort of like bent over and she's like throwing her fist up in the air yeah. back and forth that image ha- has been in my head ever since that moment of like that is rocking out that is dancing <laughs> that's what rocking out yeah. looks like yeah. i've probably done that Your before first rock at show. a club yeah. or something yeah just trying to decide figure out how to dance from just memories from cartoons well we, we know what we know you still bugs bunnies dance that was yeah. the thing you looked around at the club like, why is no one else doing the fern gully is, dance? Is this, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, is this it? Is this, was is this, this S- Sydney's early dancing? You just went from like the fern gully dance to like the Bugs Bunny to like the pig pen, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> you probably had an Archie move in there. <laughs> probably. I probably tried like to uh, bang an imaginary tambourine against my hip yeah. at some point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, thank you both for watching Fern Gully. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's excellent. Good. I was I was disappointed I hadn't seen it before now. I mean mm-hmm. now I'm glad I've seen it, but Yeah. Can't believe I was never exposed to it. Yeah. We um, failed there. I was gonna say, wasn't that your all's job? Yeah, and that's why you haven't saved the environment. Now I'm going to. Put I mean, it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put it out there and save the world. Remind I, the zoomers. I know. For yes. some reason, all it did for us is we had a whole generation of people that cut the plastic rings from our soda. <laughs> that is ingrained in my psyche. I do that yeah. without even thinking about it. That's the one thing we could all get on board with. Yeah. Anything else was a bridge too far. But I'll cut those rings. We'll cut those rings. Yeah. Well. Um, but thank you. Thank you both. Of course. Tay, what's next? Uh, I was thinking that we could talk about Moulin Rouge next. Yay. Ooh, I love Moulin fun. Rouge. Yeah, Baz Luhrmann movie from uh, yes. I don't know what, what year it came out. Uh, we'll know by next week. Yes, yeah. so, I haven't seen it in week. such a long time. Me neither. It's always yeah. one of my favorites. One of the soundtracks, soundtracks, mm-hmm. musicals, combos that mm-hmm. I have on constant rotation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, I'm excited. Me too. I may not share that one with the children. It that one, the best. S- spoiler alert: somebody definitely dies in that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like death dies not like magic dies yeah. no it's hardcore death yeah and like sex is a big theme there yeah yeah there's a lot of uh not for kids not maybe yet. some of the musical numbers yeah. i know that's a, i think they'd like the music yeah the costumes yes okay all right well we will check out moulin rouge for next week and uh thank you all for listening uh you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org and you should go to maximumfun.org and listen to all the podcasts they're great and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am still buffering and And i am too. too trying to think of a baddie line we hadn't already quoted but I feel like we quoted them all (laughs) I know
everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine, because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday. Right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.